good morning good evening good afternoon all of that jazz welcome back to part two of help to buy this episode is a follow-on from the first episode which was released which which was released on tuesday um which basically was just a quick overview of what help to buy is as just a simple form um just a quick follow-on it's um, obviously a government back to loan um, that is either 40% if you're buying in London and 20% if you're buying outside of London interest-free for the first five years so you don't have to make any payments in the first five years um, and then when you sell the property you just have to pay back 40% um, of the property's value at the sell price or 20% or whatever equity loan you took out at that time so this episode's really going to focus on how I explain help to buy um, to my clients because if you've been following the podcast from episode one, you would re you would know that I sell new build apartments predominantly, um, and for the first a year and a half of my nearly four year journey of doing so, I spent pretty much every single day, six days, well five days scheduled but sometimes I'll do six sometimes I'll do seven day weeks of selling help to buy and I've sold a lot of help to buy units on average I'll selling about 10 to 15 a month um, so I should I would say that I'm a bit of an expert um, when it comes to um, help to buy and the nuances and what's around it and how you can use it to your advantage so what you need to really understand when you are looking or you're interested in taking in um, taking a help to buy equity loan is you need to really understand your circumstances. In one of the episodes earlier on, I can't believe, I can't remember what episode it was. Is either I think it was episode two. Is why are you buying? What's the necessity to buy? What is your time frame like within that period of you looking to buy? Especially now, because compared to a standard mortgage, you have a loan that is interest-free for five years. So after five years, the interest rate starts at 1.7% plus RPI um, and then jumps up onto year eight to, I believe, 2.2%, again, plus RPI, with an incur incurring interest rate of 0 0.01 per year. So it's the, the interest on that, on that loan is... Is going up and after year five so on the sixth year usually if you're let's say you're buying a one-bedroom apartment for 350 pounds you're gonna now be paying an additional like 250 a month on the on the sixth year and then that goes up round about probably about a couple of pounds each year um, so it, it does start accumulating quite a lot so the first question I always ask my buyers is why are you buying what's the need to buy what are your circumstances like? What's your career path like? And and when you when you actually ask this question, people almost stumble and like, wait, hold on, I haven't even considered myself. And funny enough, I was actually speaking to somebody um, that I actually didn't know a few days ago, and she said that she's interested in buying, um, or she's putting an offer on a property in Dartford. I don't know if it was help to buy or not. I didn't actually ask her, but I said to her because she asked me is buying now a good time and is Dartford a good area? And I said to her, well, how long are you looking to stay in the property for? And she didn't even, she didn't even know herself. And then 
I proceeded to ask to follow on to a second question is Dartford a good area and he said have you looked at the capital appreciation in the area and she said no I haven't even considered that and I think what because of the accessibility of of help to buy and as following on from episode one help to buy without help to buy the majority of people in London wouldn't be able to purchase that are buying now um, not our parents' generations and their generations, the people that are the, the purchasing power of, of Generation Z, um, so people in the 1990s, people without help to buy for the vast majority of people would struggle. So it's very, it's very, it's a key, it's very key for you guys to understand this. How long are you actually going to stay in that apartment for? And then, then I asked them after that, because just, just to add on, the average person stays in an apartment between five to eight years, realistically. Because by the time that they're, they're in a position to buy, they start looking at growing their family or moving in with a partner and then things start getting a bit smaller and et cetera, et cetera. So once you've, once you've understood that, um, how long you're going to buy, then you need to have an understanding that this help to buy loan is leverage. It is a loan. It is not used as a long-term purchase. This is not a standard purchase compared to a private mortgage where you own ninety percent, where you have a ninety percent mortgage compared to the majority of the time a fifty-five percent mortgage because you are buying, you're you're taking out the full equity loan or forty percent. May I add, you don't need to take out the full forty percent if you're buying in London or outside of London the full twenty percent. However help to buy is a short-term to your long-term goal. The, ma- the vast majority peop- um, of people's dream house is not a one-bed or two-bedroom apartment in a new build development complex. It is that three or four-bedroom semi-detached, detached house or even a terraced house. Um, they've got their little back garden. They've got a little front garden. They're chilling. You get it? It's not a two-bedroom apartment. It's very rare for somebody to say, that um, yeah, my dream, my my dream property is an apartment in a in a development complex. We're not living in a, in America, so we are we are old school people here. We like our Victorians. We like our periods. We like our Tudors. Even though I think they are a dying breed within our generation because of the property prices and the fact that we are a bit of a lifestyle generation. So we like the fancy kitchens and the fancy slick and this and that and having the concierge and all of that jazz. So more people are prone to apartments now, but that's not their dream. In England, that's not the dream property. So with that being said, you have to use the loan as leverage. And because using help to buy, um, your mortgage payments are so, 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 so low. So because you have a 55% loan to value mortgage, so, um, and your equity loan is free, is interest-free for the first five years. So your mortgage payment, so let me give you an example. If you're buying a, a one-bedroom flat, a one-bedroom new-build flat in in a help-to-buy zone, which is between zone three and six, is around, on average, probably around about 400,000. If you take a full equity loan of 40% of that year, that's 160,000 with a 5% deposit of 400,000. I'm doing some quick maths here. Oh my God, it is um, 20,000. So you've got 180. So you've got a mortgage of 220. Your mortgage payments on that is going to be around about 
750, 800 pounds, depending on your, on your interest rate, just to make you aware, maybe even slightly lower than 700 pounds a month. So what I say to my buyers is, because the vast majority of people are buying in a couple, if your mortgage is 700 odd pounds, include when you're taking up your utilities, council tax, other expenditures to rent to maintain the house, it's not, it's not going to be more than about 1200 pounds, depending on how you're living. So £1,200 split between two people with £600 each. That therefore means you should still be in a position to save. So that means you are, during that five years interest-free, you are continue, you're still consistently saving maybe around about £500 a month. Even if you save £500 a month for the next five years, that works out as £30,000. Um, that's one, so that's one, one, point of advice I give to people when you're using help to buy it's I know it's um it's common sense you, you should still be in a position you should still be saving regardless of of it using help to buy but you have to consistently save or save even more because your expenditure is a lot lower when you're using help to buy point number one point number two is all new build developments they build the same floor plate throughout the development complex. They will have basically usually around about six or seven different types, but the types would basically be mirrored um, depending on the, the side of the building. So it would just be a duplicate, but flipped on the other side. So the bed instead of the bedroom being on the right-hand side, the bedroom's on the left-hand side, etc., etc. So in reality, the difference, the main difference is usually the view and the outdoor space. Some, some, depending on on how the how the building is structured you might be able to fit even though it's the same floor plan internally you might be able to fit more outside space on one side of the building compared to the other i don't know how they're building how, how some buildings are structured but that's how they're structured um so because all new build apartments are the same um and most people are going to be in the exact same position that, that you're well they are in the exact same position it's interest-free for the first five years so most people are going to be looking to sell within that five-year period or just after so if you've got a development complex that's got let's say 100 units and let's say 50 let's say 50 percent of them are using help to buy because everything internally is the same um there's going to be in, in that five or six year um, time span, there's going to be a lot of properties that are very similar to your property going on the market. So what do I say to you? What do I advise people? You need to be buying apartments on higher floors. You need to be buying apartments that have great views. You need to be buying south facing apartments or east facing apartments that have a, that attract a lot of sunlight. You don't really want to be f um, having a north facing apartment because you, they don't get any sun. West facing apartment is good, um, but you only get sun towards the evening the evening time so preferably you want to have a south facing apartment that has a good outdoor space you want to be buying a, a, an apartment that is unique to the development which is very hard especially when you when you go into a development that is quite that's selling quite fast so what what tends to happen especially when you go to help to buy apartments is you tend to have disabled access apartments so disabled access apartments are basically um, apartments that are, are made for wheelchairs so they tend to have wider doors they tend to have bigger natural bigger square footage so a standard one bedroom apartment in London is around about 52 square meters which is around about 530 square foot a, dis a disabled access apartment is starts from about 750 square foot which is the average size of a two bed are you already seeing if I have if I have a bigger one bed 
I'm more likely going to be able to sell my property at a higher price and quicker compared to the standard 530 one bed. Am I making sense to you guys? So you need to be finding a property within the development that is unique to the development or has the 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 sell the sellable features. So what, what I say to people that are using help to buy because the vast majority of people do not have the capacity to pay off that equity loan um, is you need to be buying with the intention to sell, not buying with the intention to live. Very, very, very key here. Buying with the intention to sell. If you buy with the intention to sell, I guarantee you, you you will be able to buy it. You will be able to find the apartment that is unique to the development, that has these sellable features, that is also good for you to sustain yourself within that period of time that you are looking to sell, and you're still you should still be able to sell within a profit. I've worked I worked for Barrett Homes, which is the number one UK house builder in the United Kingdom. They're a five star build builder for the they've been a five star builder for the last eleven years, and there's only been one apartment in six develop six or seven developments in the last twelve years that sold under that would that are that were that were built within help to buy areas um that have sold under um under under the value that it bought on it that they bought it at which is most likely the fact that they needed to sell quickly so new built most new build apartments sell above their asking price or above what they bought them for i don't want i don't want to to hear this this how can i put it what's the english that i'm looking for i don't want to hear people um talk about slander new builds because i i know from resales from the people that i, that I deal with with resales there is a demand for resales for new build apartments Yes, outside of London, there's because because of the capital appreciation in outside of London, buying a a, a, a two bedroom apartment for two hundred thousand compared to going down the road and buying a three bedroom house for two hundred thousand or something like that, it doesn't make any sense. So most people, in my opinion, are taking a loss outside of London compared to inside of London where there's a demand for apartments because of property prices. And what I'm actually going to do. I'm gonna get a thread of the of these developments um, that have actually sold above their asking price, just to corroborate what I'm actually saying. On top of that, um, so aside from buying with the intention to sell um, and also saving, you need to be buying in an area that is run down. And it sounds mad that I'm 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 telling you this, but these are giving you the perfect circumstances to use help to buy to your advantage because what happens is this um actually jumping the gun um you need to be buying in an area that is run down and the reason why i say um you need to um buy in an area that is run down because most developers buy plots of land the apartments that they're selling they're actually not really making that much money on the apartments that they're selling it's the land that they're actually buying is the most valuable asset and because of because all apartments are leasehold and they effectively the owner of the land owns all of the apartments that's where the value of the of of the actual properties are so they the 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 properties that they're selling yes they they are making somewhat of a profit but the their main profit is is in selling the land um so and 
developers wouldn't buy plots of land that aren't in areas that are appreciating. So they tend to be run down areas in the start of the, the regeneration, but by the end of the regeneration, people have made 30, 40% profit on their property. So most developers will be buying in areas that are being regenerated and that's what you need to be buying in. Let me give you an example. Croydon, Croydon is my hometown. And I said this in the first episode, there were new build apartments in Croydon in 2012 in Saffron Central, in Saffron Central Square development going for 170,000 for one bed. If you now go into Croydon, you will see the vast amount of new build developments that happen in Croydon. Anybody that is looking to buy new builds in Croydon run away. It's too chock-a-blocked. Within a one square mile radius, there's probably about 8,000, 10,000 apartments. So you're not gonna be able to be able to, to resell that apartment, especially with the competitive second-hand market. If you go down, if you're in central Croydon and you buy an apartment, all you need to go down is five minutes down the road and you're in Thornton Heath and you can buy a three-bedroom apart a three-bedroom house. Um so you do not want to be buying in areas that are chock-a-blocked. Stratford, chock-a-blocked. Canary Wharf, chock-a-blocked. Um, where else is chock-a-blocked? Tooting is starting to get chock-a-blocked. Streatham is starting to get chock-a-blocked. Um, Mill Hill, the Mill Hill area is getting chock-a-blocked. Wembley, chock-a-blocked. You don't want to be buying in areas that already have a very vast amount of new builds. You can, but there still has to be an area of growth. So for instance, I'm based in um, Old Street at this moment in time. There's so much There's so much that has happened between Angel, Old Street, Liverpool Street, Angel, um, um, Soho, and Allgate East. But this because of all of the IT companies and the tech companies that are investing in Liverpool Street, there's still room for growth. So you need to be looking at the capital appreciation. Look at, if you're interested in a, in a new build development, look at the property prices three years prior or four years prior and compare them to now. See how, and see how much they're actually selling for and what people are actually paying for them and see if there's actually still room for growth. You need to be, you need to look at how many, what the population is going to be like in the next five years. There was a report um, I was in a study last year. There was a report that 60,000 people in the next five years are going to be moving into the Newham Borough. That is a populate that is gathered from people having children, people moving, and people um, that are still alive, and all of these all of these other data. But if you have 60,000 people going into a borough. Look at the purchasing power of those 60,000 people. They also said they're gonna be spending in excess of one billion pounds in the Newham area. So Newham is probably one of the hotspots in um, East London at the moment compared to Stratford, Canary Wharf, Hackney, et cetera, et cetera. So once you have done all of those things, firstly, um, figure out how long you're gonna stay in the apartment for. Then buying with the intention to sell and um what's the third point i've literally just explained it come and see my life the third point looking at the capital appreciation once you have all of these things in in mind now you have to look at this you now have to look at your 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 ballpark because remember when i first said that if you continuously save even if you save 500 pounds a month 
for the next five years, that's £30,000. And imagine if your property appreciates by, even if you sell £30,000, let me let me give you this. So if you had a more, if you bought a property on Health to Buy for 400000 you, I'm going to do the calculations on my phone right now. 400000 you took out a 40% Help to Buy equity loan, yeah? That works out as 160000 Your mortgage on that is... 220 220,000 if you're now if your property now goes up let's say conservatively the property market goes up by 4% this is very conservatively 4% yeah so in in 5 years the property market has gone up the property's gone up by 20% yeah that's 80,000 that's 80,000 pounds the property has gone up let's even be even a little bit more conservative let's say the property has gone up by fifty thousand pounds yeah fifty thousand pounds and you are paying seven hundred pounds a month on your mortgage yeah and your mortgage amount was two hundred and twenty thousand yeah so over the course of a year you're paying eight thousand four hundred pounds a month a year in mortgage payments times that by five that's forty two thousand pounds 220 take away 42,000 pounds is 178,000. That is what is left on your mortgage. Remember, you've consistently saved 500 pounds. So you have 30,000 pounds to the side. Just remember that figure. So your property has now gone up by 50,000 pounds, yeah? So your property is worth 450,000. You've got 178,000 pounds left on your mortgage. Yep. And because the property's gone up by 450,000, you have to take 40%. So originally, you you took out 160,000 pounds on your equity loan. You are now paying back 180,000 because the property has gone up. So 180,000 plus 178,000, which is the remainder of your mortgage, and the 180,000 is the equity loan, that is 358,000. 450,000 take away 358,000 equals 92,000. Add that additional 30,000 pounds because you, you were smart and you saved, you saved 500 pounds each month. You are now walking away with 120,000 pounds worth of equity. Of course, you have other charges that you, taxes that you need to pay such as capital gains tax and stuff like that, but gross, 122,000 off of an apartment that you bought for 400,000 and it only went up by 50,000 pounds. So in this market divided by 400, just making a quick calculation, it only went up by 12.5%. So divided that by five years, so two and a half percent, a property appreciated by two and a half percent yeah each year which is very conservative in this market yeah in this market obviously we are in 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 pressing times however going up by two and a half percent and all you did was put down a five percent deposit which is a hundred which is which is what twenty thousand pounds plus your stamp duty and all of that let's say you rounded off you spent thirty thousand pounds yeah you don't even have to pay stamp duty because of the new stamp duty allowance. But let's say you invested £30,000. You're walking away with £122,000 off of buying an apartment for £400,000 by using the help to buy scheme. So you're using the, the equity loan as leverage 
to create your own equity yourself. But you have to be buying in areas that are appreciating. They have to be buying in buying properties that are resellable. They're not just a typical new build apartment. And you need to save. You need to consistently save. If you do all of those things, you will, you will see you will see the fruits of your labor in using help to buy. I hope I did not um, confuse you guys. If if it's too much to take in, reload it, do the calculations again, um, listen again. But using help to buy, you can walk away from buying a four hundred thousand pound flat with a, with the property only appreciating two and a half percent per year. Which last year the property industry, the property market appreciated by four percent in overall. Year before that was around about five percent, I believe. So it's very conservative, the fifty thousand, and you can walk away with one hundred and twenty-two thousand pounds. Thank you.